The following podcast will considerably be considerably offensive to considerably everyone, i.e. probably best not to listen. Right then, I think it's time we approached a subject that is on a lot of people's minds and is also extremely offensive and upsets an awful lot of people. In fact, some people are, of course, quite sensitive to certain subjects. And I do wonder with this, Chris, Perhaps the bigger someone's heart, the more offended they may be. Do you see what I did? Yeah, yeah. Because there's (laughs) more chance of heart disease. It is, yeah. So, there's uh, something that I've noticed. And I tend to see this more in paganism than anything else. And it's the people running around, well... I don't actually mean running around. I don't think any of these people could probably run around if they tried. People sat at keyboards talking about living a holistic, balanced life, balancing their energies, balancing their chakras, um, balancing other people's chakras, which personally, when they say I can't help but, think about them thinking that chakras are M&Ms and trying to consume other people's chakras, but I don't know why that is. But basically Uh, people talking about and giving advice on to other people how to live a holistic, balanced life and how to really push and become a strong magical practitioner. You know, like the classical witches that you would have great paintings and poems and all these various different legends and stuff all made around these courageously strong, powerful people that wield the elements and the winds and, you know, all that shit, smiting, you know, the leaders of the day or being accused of smiting the leaders of the day, kings and queens and fairies and the like. Now, these people, they don't seem to be living that healthy, holistic life themselves. They don't seem to be taking their own advice, right? And there's two sets of people that I'd like to focus on today. There's the first one, which I'd like to call the pagan high priest slash high priestess. You know the type. They believe that the body is a temple and they are determined to make that temple as big as possible, presumably so that they can fit as many people inside that temple as possible. There's also the second type, the gap year student type, the type that are extremely flexible, but really have nothing else going for them, other than the yoga mat that they carry around with them, like most people would carry around a mobile phone or keys or a wallet or something like that. So there's two people, two people that are 
technically preaching a message and trying to push a concept that I think is something that we both agree with, and that is balance. Balance in your body, balance in your energy, all of that sort of thing, balancing your mental health, balancing your sugar levels, all of this sort of stuff that we would say is, is probably quite important. Who do you want to pick on? I mean, sorry, who do you want to discuss? Which archetype, Chris, do you want to discuss first? I like the second one first. The gap year students. The gap year students. Obviously, we're loose, loosely calling them gap year students because they're people that go off often to India or the um, the Far East and come back believing they know more about um, energetic bodies, how to balance them, know more about magic than you could ever possibly know, Liam, because they went and learned from a guru. Well, they've almost, almost experienced four dimensions. And so they say no one could ever possibly understand the thing that they've gone through. And while they were at it, experiencing four dimensions, that tribe that they went to go and live with for a bit, obviously them teaching the tribe the value of teamwork, because tribes that have been in existence for several thousand years probably don't know the value of teamwork, but there we go. Then come back to the Western world and are feel fulfilled they feel fulfilled much like that man down by cabot circus that clutches his bible and shouts that everyone's going to hell feels fulfilled in that he's on a solid footing and a solid path and knows something the mysteries they know the thing they know the right path seemingly for every fucker seemingly for everyone the path that you must be on so the gap year student, who might not be a gap year student, they might just be someone that's really sick of their corporate rat race job and has decided to take a package holiday somewhere or go off the grid for a little bit. These sorts of people. Where they learn the polished version yes. of, of these cultures. Yes. Um, the reason I wanted to go for this one first is because I know a lot of them. They're often Ooh. vegan. Um, but also, Chris, are you saying vegans are some kind of crazy ass cult thing, and that they are? Uh, okay, it, right. It, it is a cult fact. I thought it was a diet choice. Veganism is a cult. Okay. Um, that constantly trying to convert you all, only know one version of a story and keep selling it to you over and over again. Um, ignore is the it fact a story that they wrote. Or is it a story <laughs> yeah. that they read on in a book or on a blog or somewhere? Often by some, some crazy person that knows, you know, knows everything about farming but has never been in a farm. Uh, those sort of people. The um, the main reason I go for this lot. <laughs> the main, the main it's just a word that springs to mind, Chris, when you said all of those things. Hey. Jesus's daddy was a carpenter. What do you know? <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the, um, the bit that gets me each and every time 
is because they've spent three months of their entire life in India, they know the greatest secrets that India has to offer. Bear in mind, India is one of the oldest, you know, what goes on in India is one of the oldest, some of the oldest cultures on this planet, but they've mastered them in three months. Um, what's interesting about this is one of my best friends spends a hell of a lot of time, as in has probably spent more of his adult life in these countries than he has in England, never mm. once ever preaches anything at me. One, because he knows better, but two... <laughs> he doesn't want to be outdone, I should imagine. <laughs> he's actually, see, you know, actually lives this holistic lifestyle in mm. in places like India. You don't get that kind of soapbox veganism or any of those things thrown at you. Um, this holistic new age lifestyle um, that yoga can solve anything. Um, even though the version of yoga they are spouting is neither ancient or Indian. Um, but, you know, you know how much these people trigger me. Um, but yeah, so I suppose I'd go for these ones because they're the ones that trigger me the most frequently. Um, I can kind of get on board and understand the other group we're going to talk about um, because I can see the pathway that led to that where we come back so fucking entitled um, that they know more than we could ever possibly know um, about about their cultures and, and what they practice. But anyway, you jump in. You're... I'm going to turn back the, the clock a little bit. I'm going to turn back time. I'm not actually going to do it, so you can stop holding on to your chairs. I'm going to do it kind of figuratively speaking. So you're going to have to use your imagination or at the very least just listen to my words, right? Way back when, great discoveries were made by various peoples of the world. Some of those discoveries nowadays get reduced or deduced, deduction or science, as to, ah, well, they're just having mushrooms. Oh, well, they're just doing that. Oh, well, what do they know? Oh, well, they're just personifying the sky because they think it's so important because the lightning storms and that, they're scary. Let's imagine for a second that these ancient cultures that we know little about, because we do know little about them, were onto something. And they did their best to create what humans very often do try to create, is some kind of structure, yeah? Like civilizations are fairly structured, practices are fairly structured, logical, survivalist structure. And the structure that they created for some kind of progression or ascension, uh, evolution, let's call it, but evolution from a magical level, evolution of the soul, and not just evolution of the body. Evolution of the soul and that pathway, that thing that very often we call trying to get to an intermediate <laughs> level of witchcraft or magic, has some stepping stones in it. Now, a lot of these people, cultures, monks and that sort of thing that you tend to see, 
Mr. Miyagi types, they have a structure and practices that evolve. Now, sometimes these practices, things get lost because, of course, like with anything that's based on structure and initiation, people only understand the grade that they're at. They do not understand the grade above them. And some of them even forget the grade that is below them. What happens when not enough people continue to progress is that the, whether it's a religion, structure, um, brotherhood, priestesshood, whatever you want to call it, mystery school, coven, all of that tends to regress because no one has pushed down that far and is still around to assist in the furthered progression of other people, generations and such. Now, one thing that's very, very clear to pretty much anyone that practices magic is that this whole physical body is a body, is part of a greater body, is connected. You talk about our energetic bodies, we talk about the soul. This, this physical thing that we're in, it is important. It is important to you. Now, some people have to learn via little social media things about love the skin you're in, you know, look after your body, don't get obscenely obese, don't drink too much alcohol, this, that and the other, don't take drugs that are really bad for you and are going to rot your teeth. Also, don't drink Coca-Cola that's really bad for you and it's going to rot your teeth. All of that sort of stuff. People kind of understand that. What they fail to understand is the toll that pushing your magical ability has on the physical body. Now, any of you that have tried astrally projecting or pushing yourselves in directions like that will know that it leaves you very tired. Now, a lot of structured organizations, priestesshoods, let's call them mystery schools of the ancient world, understand this. They understand that actually the physical body is not just a limiter by the fact that it's a shell that you're stuck in, but you're not actually stuck in it. What it is is a almost like your foot. Funny that, isn't it? Root foundation, physical world and all that, the foot, the bit that, you know, if you're doing intricate things, you still really are standing on your feet. It's still quite important that this structure this body needs to be looked after and it also needs to be strong and actually the foundation you can't really explore and grow if your foundation shit so the foundation if you look at anything i particularly like shaoling monks right shaoling monks illustrate the point quite well they start well. to learn things and push their bodies to do absolutely amazing things. It's all initiation, it's all secretive, and it starts with, to a certain extent, mastery of the physical body, and then progresses further outside of mastery of the physical body. These people seem to, or seemingly have supernatural abilities that are actually not against the laws of physics. It's actually been through a lot of training that they've managed to get that far with the various things that they can do. But that is still just the foundation, working on the foundation. Within the ancient mystery schools and that, you would also have many other different ways of doing that. 
You know, it's not like they're all learning some crazy ass martial arts, but what they all are doing is somehow fortifying and keeping healthy and strong their physical body because they know that that is potentially a weak point for pushing. How many psychics have you ever met? Because we've met a lot of psychics that have a gift, that do something, that channel spirits, that see things, that can manipulate and see energy and that, and all of a sudden they can't do it no more. Or all of a sudden they get weaker and weaker and weaker. A lot of the time is they describe it as the sight being burnt out. It's not actually that. There is a burning out, but it's actually a pushing in an unbalanced way. Some of that unbalance comes from the physical body being weak, which is a lot of the health conditions and stuff that people tend to acquire that have damaged this gift. Very specific health conditions that get worse with the psychic pushing their psychic ability. Others come from the energetic unbalance that also has an impact on the physical body. All of these things are symptoms. Understanding your body is to a certain extent about mastering your body. And mastering the body also, to a certain extent, is mastering the mental side of things. So your conscious mind, your thought process, which then you master your unconscious mind, which then you are able to, with your physical body, with your conscious effort and mind and with your unconscious mind be able to push really fucking far out there you've essentially gotten to that point where you're now going to be able to start mastering the triangle of manifestation those three key energies or three doorways that people often take to push further out and explore how many people truly actually master that. Occultists are often really fucking terrible at it. In fact, some of the people that you find that are apparently so good with magic, all these pagan elders and that, often are completely screwed physically, mentally, (laughs) and in a mundane way, whether that's financially, love, all of that sort of thing. They're completely fucked, right? And you have to ask yourself why that is. And that's when you get these new agey excuses, I think, of, well, I can do spell work, but I can only do it for other people. I can't, and, oh, this personal gain. No, 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 I can't do that. I can't get my own life together. No, no, no. You know, all of these things, you start to see it. You also start to see someone that's made a little bit of effort and has acquired and achieved something. Because as we know, yoga is really about breathing, okay? Flexibility important, but a lot of yoga is about breathing, and breathing leads to mastery of the mind, the state, and changing states. And all of this kind of thing is, you see someone get that far, but then they don't get any further. Whether it's because they don't know there's something further, or whether it's because they're too scared. The problem with the gap year student, of course, is that more often than not, they don't know there's another level. I don't want to turn this into a rant because I kind of already is. We're, it's 19 already minutes is. in already. <laughs> already is. Um, but no, I'll pick up from where you're at. So the 
the big one the big one is oft is often that it's understanding that these bodies are all important they all need to be nurtured in their own special ways um which was a very woolly way of saying um you know <laughs> mindfulness isn't going to get you there um yeah each each of these each of these bodies are separate entities they're all linked together and actually understanding because obviously most people are push trying ever so hard to get into their astral body um what they won't do um is often consider what the physical body needs also they're kind of so focused on the astral one um that they don't think about the physical one and actually yeah. both of them are required um to make this shit work um you can't suddenly forget um that your physical physical body needs nurturing in some way shape or form so i where i struggle um is when you get with the um kind of gap year lot they are so focused on the physical body that they don't actually take care of their spiritual bodies mm. I don't know if that's fair to say Whereas well they think the, they are yeah or the other group that we talked about the kind of new age lot the kind of natural psychics with their gifts they focus too much on the spiritual body and not enough on the physical body they are polar opposites if you oversimplify the matter but you see that on both you've got the what they consider to be a perfect representation of their body um actually i find often most of them are too lean um mm. they don't actually have any extra to burn in any way shape or form both on a spiritual level and a a physical one um there is such thing as your body being in too good a condition um, you don't <laughs> you don't see shaolin monks looking like he-men um ever you know there is that kind there is that part where you are um this is a facade um they're always they're always leaning in the right way um and often than some of the only and the reason for that is because um they've moved on from the physical part of only looking after their physical body after all their all their bodies at once um and you see that kind of change in the types of people that they are anyway the the point i was going to make more than anything um is this imbalance so it's kind of what we were starting with and what we'll keep pushing um is understanding what that balance looks like um where you're putting energy from what is storing what levels of energy and also the fact that they aren't the only bodies um but those are the two ends that people focus on the astral one um and some of the spiritual bodies that aren't quite astral um or they're focusing on the physical body and thinking their physical body is the temple and all of the rest is just kept in check automatically um because i think that's what it comes down to is the poor teaching um and where i want to go with this is the gift part because i don't think we've covered enough of that yet so mm. The, the fact that people think it is a gift is often where the, the trouble lies in their poor teaching. So it comes down to the fact that people are believe that, that this is a gift. It's been given to them 
in some way, shape or form. Therefore, um, you know, they must look after that and that's the primary part of it. And therefore, it actually has nothing to do with the connection with the rest of their bodies because this is a gift. So when it starts to burn out, they're like, oh, it's not part of me. Therefore, um, it doesn't matter that it's burning out. That's just its course. That's just the way it's going to be. That's what happens to all people like myself. Because often they're from a family. Um, don't, you know, one of the obvious things that are often carried down family bloodlines is psychic gift. <laughs> um, because there is there is a certain part of genetics involved in that kind of natural disposition towards psychic ability because it's brain chemistry at the end of the day. People don't want to talk about it like that because it's a gift. Um, but that means that psychics often run down families. They're often told stories about how, you know, grandma or great-grandma burnt out um, as she got older or could never read for herself or those sorts of things. So they think those are the rules um, and therefore they don't push past those or consider another version. Um, I think what people forget is psychic gift is available to any human being. Um, some it's harder to unlock than others, but it is available to all. Um, it is a universal access point. The, um, you know, it's not a gift. What is, um, what is different between one and another is that obviously some people come with certain gifts unlocked the same way that some people are just naturally good at running um, uh, or naturally good um, at art. You know, it's one of those things where it's a, it's a, it's a makeup thing that is set up on the first. And by that, I mean a biological makeup as opposed to, you know, a facade, but you know what I mean? And I think that's where a lot of them struggle on that end and why there's such bad practice. And I'm not just making excuses for them, Liam. I think actually, you know, it is down to the fact that it's not entirely their fault in the sense that the part that is their fault is that they've never tried to educate themselves beyond yeah. what they've been told or heard stories of. Because it's a natural gift, they never push it any further than they feel they're supposed to. Because it's somehow it's going to be dishonourable to to you know dishonor such a gift um by trying to change it in any way shape or form um whereas you get with the other end with the spiritual seekers the gap year lot they've they've discovered an enlightenment so they they take ownership for it instantly um and actually blame any problem with it on the fact that they've not they're not physically good enough yet um, or they've, you know, not pushed their body to that next extreme. And I think that's where the disconnect comes, um, where energetically wise, their physical body is still just as damaged as the as the um, the big, beautiful girls who have been channeling angels for the last 20 years is no different, in my opinion, from those kind of um, neo-Nazi vegans um mm. that you know believe that that is the only way to be because that's what's worked for them don't realize that it's not working for them and actually even if their body is looking good physically 
they really should take a look at their spiritual bodies and see if they are still faring as well. Which very there often they're not. Because you can paint mold. over mould, but that doesn't yeah. necessarily stop the mould, but it just looks like the mould has been stopped. So that's probably it for this, the regular edition of the podcast. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to do, as we always do with these podcasts, is do an extended edition. But I'd like to really drill down into some deeper aspects of magic, occultism, and the theory and practice of magic from a holistic viewpoint of evolution. We're going to tackle some of these gifts that Chris talked about. We're going to tackle some of the things that you won't hear people talk about, such as incarnation. People talk about reincarnation, but they don't talk about the incarnation in reincarnation. We're going to potentially talk a little bit about death. We're going to potentially talk a little bit about, well, let's be fair, taking the piss out of <laughs> people. But we are going to say some things that are going to be considered potentially rude and will upset. We aren't doing it specifically to upset, but we're doing them to really put in basic, simple English, in a somewhat comedic way, our point. And we are trying to make a point here. So that's it for this edition. If you want the full edition, then go on to the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon. A link is in the description. Right, so for the people that are on the Patreon now. We can all treat them like adults and not worry about the comments and such because they're smart enough to absorb the information, to think about it, and then tell us if they don't like it and the reasons why they don't like it. 